Welcome. I am Greta Aurora. I have strongly opposed contemporary feminism all my life. Originally, my rationale for this was that I believed women were inherently more powerful than men in many ways. I have never felt oppressed because of my womanhood. Just the opposite, actually. I've had a lot of advantages in life, which I know for a fact I would not have had if I'd been a man. However, until quite recently, I believed feminism had once been justified, and it was just no longer necessary because equality has been achieved. I am proud to say I have changed my mind. Although I first took the red pill years ago, its effects have taken a while to fully kick in. In mainstream Western culture today, saying feminism has gone too far is controversial enough, and therefore very few people dare go any further than that, out of fear of being labeled a misogynist. The idea that feminism can only ever be a force for good is so pervasive in society that challenging it by just scratching the surface is enough to get someone exiled from public life for good. Even in my anti-feminist poetry collection, The Dying Femme Fatale, my premise was that there had once been a need for feminism, and there is no such need any longer. I admit I was wrong. My thinking has evolved significantly in the last two years. It was the Me Too movement that first inspired me to speak out against feminism. It felt instinctively wrong to me to portray all men as potential predators and all women as helpless little angels who need to be saved because they just don't know how to say no. But I have since learned third and fourth wave feminism were not the problem. Feminism itself is the problem. And yet, intelligent, educated people still routinely embrace the idea that women had once been oppressed by men and therefore needed to be empowered and liberated. But neither gender has ever been oppressed by the other. To paraphrase Jordan Peterson, both men and women used to be terribly oppressed by nature. Now, I do believe in liberating women from strict gender roles to the extent nature allows. However, by reading War and Farrell, I've realized that men needed to be liberated just as much, if not more so than women. And yet, we don't tend to hear about this in the media. Historically, neither men nor women had many choices in life. They just did what they had to do, depending on their sex and social status. In general, both men and women have worked for the majority of human history. Although men usually provided more material resources for their families, while women provided more nurturance. Keep in mind, there didn't used to be air-conditioned offices, workers' rights and legislation outlawing slavery until quite recently. Our ancestors worked, for example, outside in fields in extreme temperatures and in mines, where they had to crawl on their knees all day long. Feminists like to point out women used to be excluded from higher education and banned from holding political positions. But that's simply not true. 
The truth is, most people used to be excluded from higher education and banned from holding political positions. A noble woman, like a princess or queen, always had a better education than 99.99% of men. People were discriminated against primarily based on their social class, not their gender. For instance, in 1820, only 12% of the world's population could read and write. By 2016, only 14% remained illiterate. Beyond work, men and women had very different responsibilities. Men had to protect their families and broader communities, which often meant sacrificing themselves for the greater good of society. Due to high rates of child mortality, women were expected to give birth to as many children as possible and stay at home to look after them if they could afford to do so. Although, in many cases, Children also had to work from a young age. Feminism has sought to liberate women from these rigid roles, which in practice has meant encouraging us to pursue careers at the expense of motherhood. Now, it's wonderful to have choices, of course. But if feminism had ever been about true equality, it would have sought to empower men to make their own choices too. This is clearly not what has happened. Women are now being constantly told they can live their lives any way they choose. We are celebrated for embracing traditionally masculine traits, such as competitiveness and assertiveness. We are praised for earning our own money. We are being encouraged to aim high and break glass ceilings. Being a stay-at-home mom may be frowned upon these days, but it is still there is an option. So yes, women now can do whatever they want. But what about men? Men's horizons have not broadened by much in the last century. They have three options. Work, work, and work. But if they are too assertive or competitive, they are accused of toxic masculinity. If they are too nice and emotional, they get friend-zoned by women who are constantly complaining about the lack of real men. Yes, myself included. I admit, I am guilty of expecting a potential mate to be masculine, despite feminism's largely successful attempts at eradicating men's masculine nature, and with it everything that's attractive about men. This is why I became interested in the men's rights movement. I've realized being an anti-feminist is not enough. In order to bring about a positive change in the world, one needs to stand for something rather than against something. Otherwise, it's very much like a presidential election where one of the candidates only talks about how he's the better choice because he's not the other guy. Sounds familiar? I love making fun of feminists and exposing the inconsistencies in their ideology. But I feel that's not enough. I don't want to define myself by what I am not. I want my message to be positive and inspiring rather than merely oppositional. Although dissent is definitely necessary. The values of the Enlightenment are dear to my heart. I consider myself a liberal in the classical sense. 
which means I believe in equality of opportunity for everyone. I don't think the entire course of a person's life should be determined by their biology and their parents' social status. In a Western democracy, everyone should have a fair shot. That's why I'm against discrimination of all kinds, including positive discrimination. I believe, given equal opportunities, women are capable enough to succeed on their own without having to be lifted up by the protective hands of the state and carefully placed at the top of a company. I became interested in men's rights because the culture I live in is way too obsessed with women's rights. I believe in equality for everyone, not just for women. The same goes for freedom of choice to lead your own best life. Sure, I have my own personal preferences, which I have touched on in other videos, but the beauty of life is that we are all different. Not all men and women look for the exact same traits in each other, and therefore neither gender should be viewed as monolithic and expected to have the same priorities in life. I'm aware this was a very high-level overview of gender equality and there are a lot of specific issues I need to talk about in the near future such as mental health, suicide, homelessness, domestic violence, the judicial bias against men and many others. But if you found my reasons for supporting men's rights interesting then please click the like button and subscribe to my channel. And let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Also, please consider supporting my work on Patreon in return for some exclusive content.